Welcome to KingCast with Barry, Colton, and Dan. We pray that this podcast would encourage, strengthen, and grow you in supernatural ways this year. Please like and share and send this to your friends. If you have any questions, check us out at myking.ca or on Facebook at myking. Hey everyone, welcome to KingCast. It's good to be back with you again. And uh, heart, that's really what the Bible says that's going to be new in you. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you read, you know, the Bible, it says God's going to break up that hard heart and give you a soft heart. Uh, Ezekiel says this is what God says he's going to do for us when we give our life to Jesus. He says a new heart, a new heart, not the old one fixed up. Mm -hmm. A new heart will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will put my spirit within you. I love that. God says, I'll put my spirit within you, and cause you to walk in my statutes, or in God's way of doing things, and and you will keep them, and you will do them. And so, I don't know, a lot of people, I think, would have this question, what happened to me when I gave, what happened to me when I gave my life to the Lord? Mm -hmm. Right? And what happened was, God changed your heart. He came with His Spirit on the very inside of you and changed your heart. I remember when I first got saved, um, I was actually working for the railway. And uh, I remember waking up the next day, and the snow was still three feet deep, and it was still cold outside, (laughs) and nothing had changed. But I loved winter all of a sudden. Mm. And I went to work, and all the people that used to irritate me, I just kind of liked them. I kind of loved them. I thought, well, you know, these people aren't that bad. My, I, I was disliking my job by then, and I thought, well, you know what? This job isn't that bad. It, everything had changed, and I thought, well, what changed so much, right? And after, of course, I studied it, I realized that God, that my spirit was renewed, yep. and that my spirit was recreated, but also that my heart had changed. That's awesome. And so yeah. when we go through life as a believer, we should be doing things from the heart, because you have that new heart on the inside of you. I was just thinking about this verse from Jeremiah 17. Yeah. It says, The heart is deceitful above all things <laughs> and beyond cure. Yeah. Ooh. I've never really noticed that before. Yeah. Who can understand it? I, the Lord, Yahweh, I search the heart and examine the mind, motive, right. to reward each person according to their conduct, according to what their deeds deserve. Mm-hmm. So if that's not like a marriage between your motive and your actions Mm -hmm. and obedience, I don't know what else is is that point better. And so I think it goes to like that whole, um, when I let the Lord in my heart, the correct actually way of saying that would be more so when I gave the Lord my heart. Mm -hmm. And so it's that my heart is deceitful. And so now I'm dead to myself. (laughs) I'm dead to myself, and I'm give, I'm giving you, Lord, my heart, my heart, so that it matches my stony yeah. heart, so that you can replace it with a heart of flesh well, that's why that understands it. your law and yeah. your decrees. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that's why we have a new heart. Yeah. yeah, even in like that passage, I think it's Romans. It says, "I am crucified with Christ. Yeah. Therefore, I no longer live, but Christ dwells yes. in me." Yeah, the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. Yeah, yeah. I love that scripture. It's awesome. And, and the second part of it is, I will put my spirit in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we are born with a spirit that lives eternally. It's mm-hmm. just not right with God. Yeah. And God takes that spirit yeah. and changes it for 
a regenerated or renewed spirit when yeah. we give our our life to Christ. Yeah. Oh man, I'm liking this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm liking Romans for this. Yeah. All of us are just like saturated in, in the book from chapter one all the way up to chapter eight, nine, ten. Yeah. And it's all about like kind of what we talked about last week: the law versus or religion versus relationship, yeah. law versus spirit. And uh, Paul just like goes off on all this stuff, the balance of what we couldn't do, what we didn't want to do, we ended up doing, and what we want to do, we can't yeah. do. It's this battle between mm-hmm. us, which we've talked about months ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's Yeah, we're three-part beings, and the flesh and the soul and the spirit, they all have this battle. So which way are you falling? Are you falling in love with Jesus? Are you massaging your heart? It, it talks about like, cultivating your own fallow ground for the Lord. Yeah. Like we said this before, I've given a hundred percent of my heart to God. And, and a while ago I felt like God said, you've given me a hundred percent of the, un, of the broken parts of your heart. To oh, me. Okay. So ask me if there's more of your heart yeah. that you can actually use as good soil to grow kingdom things in. Right. I was kind of blown Even away. the good things of your heart or of your good things of your understanding, can God use those to make them even better? Or yeah, use yeah. Them? yeah, totally. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. I mean, we got to, like James says, you got to be careful because you can sear your conscience. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about you, but sometimes I would be doing something and the Holy Spirit would convict me, and then pretty soon I'd just keep doing him, and pretty soon it got less and less of a conviction. Mm-hmm. Till one day, like God had to have a good talk with me and yeah. say, "Listen, uh, you better deal with that because that thing's going to send you down a slippery slope." And I'm yeah. like, "Aren't you taking care of that for me, Lord?" Right? <laughs> and He's like, "No, you have some of those things on the inside of you, and the power I gave you, so you know, yeah. walk in them and yeah. keep your heart soft. Yeah, keep I- the love alive." I think it comes down to who humbles us most often these days. Yeah. Does God do it for us or do we have to humble ourselves? I think the New Testament shows pretty clearly yeah. in First uh, Peter. Peter. Humble yourselves under God mm-hmm. yeah. and in due time he will exalt Don't you. you. Yeah. Yeah. But it's our job to humble ourselves to say, God, examine me, search my heart. Yeah. See if there's any wicked way within me, Psalm 139. And it's um, it's when we do that first step that he has access to more of our hearts. Yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. And it's not like God's gonna, you know, humble yourself before God that He may exalt you in due time. You think, oh, that He's gonna lift me up, right. and everybody's yeah. gonna see. <laughs> and I realize, no, He's just going to make me more Christ-like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure some people might see that, yeah. but the bottom line, that's not the bottom line to lift me up. Yeah. If I humble myself, He's gonna begin to change me, yeah. and the change will impact mm-hmm. others. For the wickedness of humanity deliberately smothers the truth and keeps people from acknowledging the truth about God. In reality, the truth of God is known instinctively, for God has embedded this knowledge inside every human heart. Mm-hmm. If you go to Romans uh, two, fifteen, it says, It demonstrates the requirements of the law are woven into the heart. They know what is right and wrong, for their conscience validates this law in their heart. Mm. Their thoughts correct them in one instance and command them in another. Mm. And um, I just have written in my Bible, and I'm like, man, this is good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What the eye sees becomes revelation to the conscience. And you go to Psalm uh, 19, 
God's splendor is a tale that is told. His testament is written in the stars. Space itself speaks of the story every day. Through the marvel of the heavens, his truth is on tour in the starry vault of the sky, showing his skill in creation craftsmanship. Each day gushes out its message to the next day. Night with, uh, night with night, whispering its knowledge to all, without a sound, without a word, without a voice being heard, yet all the world can see its story. Everywhere it's gospel. It's clearly read so all may know. And so again, it's just this like, the Lord doesn't even need us. Hmm. We get to partner with yeah. them. But it says, even if we don't speak, the rocks will cry out. Yeah. Creation speaks of his glory. And that is written on the inside of us. Why, when you see a mountain, do you go, wow. There is a God. Whoa, <laughs> yeah. You see some of these beautiful. Why, when you look at a piece of art, are you like, whoa. Hmm. There's something. There's a creator. There's someone who who made that and it speaks to you. It speaks to your conscience. It speaks to that heart level, but you have to have a heart that's surrendered to him. (laughs) I think it goes back to what you said, Barry. Like we all have this inborn conscience that the Lord has placed there before the foundations of the earth, actually. Right. And we consciously have, we have two options. We humble ourselves, say, God, we submit to you, or we allow our consciences to be seared. Yeah. And we just cut off that lifeline. The things that you can maybe look at a mountain and, and you want to say, wow, you actually sear off that conscience and say, oh, I just believe it's natural circumstances. Yeah. Ice age. Mountain got <laughs> shifted by tectonic plates yeah. in the ice age. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you can you can justify anything. Yeah. But yeah. can you do it in good conscience? Yeah. Exactly. And that's what it says. The opposition, uh, opposition to truth cannot be excused on the basis of ignorance. Because from the creation of the world, the invisible qualities of God's nature have been made visible, such as his internal power and transcendence. He has made his wonderful attributes easily perceived, for seeing the visible makes us understand the invisible. So then he leaves everyone without excuse. (laughs) As I listen, I think in my own life, so what have I done with that new heart and that new spirit? How am I keeping it active? Mm-hmm. And, you know, other than, you know, keeping a relationship with Jesus is important. But also, I think, um, uh, acting on it yeah. in yeah. some way. Yeah. Because when you don't act on it, it, it gets, again, it, it seems to decrease. Mm-hmm. And you have to kind of bring yourself around. And so, you know... Jesus said the greatest commandment or the only commandment left is love. Are we walking in love Mm -hmm. in everything that we do and say and act? And so sometimes I think, you know, we've got to be careful we don't sear that love even. That that we only see our life and what we're involved in and what we're doing and how God can benefit our life. And we don't see others. Uh, Because Jesus is the, the prime example of how we should, what we should see and how we should act on the earth. And so we got to be careful. And I always thought to myself, or I'll, I, I always realized till I stepped out in boldness and actually did something or said something, it was kind of inactive. Yeah. I just felt love yeah. and I felt God change me. Mm-hmm. And maybe people seen it on my face or heard it in my language. But other than that, it didn't have any impact till I actually did something or said something. And yeah. so I'm thinking, you know, for anybody that's listening, you're going to have to have some boldness sometimes in your life to see this. 
yeah. activated. Yeah. Love is an action word. Yeah. As well as like a feeling, an emotion, a, mm. a mindset. James, it says faith without deeds is dead. dead. So if your actions don't back up your motivation, mm. what's it worth? Jesus yeah. didn't say, love me, love God and love yourself. Mm. He said, love others as you yourself. love yourself. Yeah. And I think he said it totally intentional. Yeah. Because love has an action. How are you caring for the widows, the orphans, like James says? Yeah. How are you caring for your neighbors, like Jesus says? And even that verse that you said earlier, Colton, not on this podcast, but you got me to read it. Uh, Romans 2, verse 13. Yeah, yeah. Is that where you're going? Yeah. Yeah, merely hearing God's law is a waste of your time if you don't do what he commands. Doing, not hearing, is what makes the difference with God. Mm -hmm. I think it goes back to Jeremiah. Yeah. You'll be rewarded slash judged on what you do. Yeah. Yeah. A relationship gets you something. It gets you a relationship with God and gets you into heaven. But when you read the Bible, what you do gets you rewards. Mm -hmm. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. So there is a little bit of a difference there. Yeah. And we got to be careful that we're just not all relationship driven all the time without the heart to do something right yeah it'd be weird i would i would i've been here before so this is a confession as well as a (laughs) personal rebuke but i could buy my wife flowers every friday yeah i could take her out on a date every other weekend yeah and my heart not be in it yeah yeah and it's like jesus says at the end the parable of the sheep and the goats Lord, Lord, we did all these things in your name, kind of for you. And he goes, yeah, but I never knew you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I found myself in that position. Meg, I've done this for you. Yeah. She's like, yeah, well, where was your heart in it? Yeah. You did it out of obedience, not out of relationship or love. Yeah. yeah. You did it to get something, not to actually show me how much you cared for me. Yeah. yeah. It's, man, it's And convicting. the truth hurts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah, I think this is interesting. Um, and this is Second Corinthians 3. And you wanted to point out something in that as well, um, Barry. Um, oh, yeah, right yet. here. Uh, of course not. Uh For our very lives are our letters of recommendation, permanently engraved on our hearts, recognized and read by everybody. Right. Um, And then it goes on to say, our ministry is not based on the... Okay, I want you to hear me here, because this is is Paul speaking, all right? (laughs) This isn't me. Our ministry is not based on the letter of the law, but through the power of the Spirit. Hear this. The letter of the law kills, but the spirit pours out life. Mm-hmm. And this is interesting. Paul's saying here, the letter, the law kills, but the spirit brings life. And there's a really interesting tie. When Moses comes down the mountain with the law, what happens that day? 3,000 people die. Now, fast forward, Peter comes out of the upper room after, after the spirit has fallen on them. And what happens? 3,000 people give their life to Jesus. So there's just this this picture or foreshadowing, whatever you want to call it, um, that it's not not the law that does anything for you. It was there to prove how sinful we are. And it's the spirit that comes in. Brings life. Brings life, transforms, gives 
it, it gives us an enabling grace to do what the word commands. Yeah. yeah. And here Paul is talking to the Corinthians and saying, you know, I brought the message of Christ to you and you've accepted Christ. So I want you to be that living epistle. Yeah. I don't want it just to be, you're not, you're not, you're not tablets of stone with a law written on it. Yeah. You have fleshly hearts. Yeah. Uh, fleshly hearts of love and fleshly hearts uh, of, of the truth. And so I want you to live that life because people are watching you yeah. and people are seeing what you're living because you're saying you've done this. And so they're checking to see if it's real to you. Yeah. We have a lot of people that say this and say that and you watched your life and well, it's just not real. Yeah. Right. People say, well, I believe this, but I just don't do it. No, I guess you don't believe it because yeah. anything that you believe you actually do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not like, you know, um, uh, you look in your car and the car's on empty. You don't jump in your car and say, well, I don't believe it, and head for Calgary. You yeah. actually go yeah. to the gas station, and you fill it up, and then you head for Calgary, Yeah. right? Because you really believe what you saw. So people say, well, I don't do that. I believe that, but I just don't do it. And no, it's not. They're mm-hmm. not, they're not one. Paul is just like yeah, pleading with them. Can you just can you just live what's in your heart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. we kind of talked about hypocrisy last week. Yeah. And hypocrisy is if you say you you do one thing and speak something else, yeah. Or you speak something and you don't do it, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then it goes both ways. And it kind of, for me, comes back to my life. I lived as a Christian with a good heart and good motives, but I didn't have any conversations about Jesus, mm-hmm. about my faith with anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of us in the church have, have been in that spot before. And so now like the, the exhortation is, Use your words. Have conversations. As mm-hmm. easy as it is to talk about, I'm a Rough Riders fan, but something like that, or sports, <laughs> or Seahawks, or COVID, do you ever, ever, ever talk about Jesus? Yeah. Do you ever talk about your testimony? And obviously, in missional community, that's what we're really honing in on, pushing after. Does your actions and your words line up? Line up, yep. And your motivation. And I think just take some time and really see how God has changed you mm-hmm. and then say, if God did that for me, he's going to be able to do it for others. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes we might, I, I hope we don't think we're special and God can just do that for us, but others are so bad that they, he can't, or yeah. God, they have such problems that <laughs> yeah. he can't. Um, but honestly, sometimes you need to, you need to humble yourself and say, no, actually I sometimes think that God would be, it would be a struggle for God to help that person. Yeah. They're so bad. We've got to be careful and honest with ourselves and yeah. say, no, you know, people don't pray for healing because they think, well, I don't know if that person will get healing or maybe that person doesn't deserve healing. Yeah. And I had to reckon those things with me and go, no, God's healed me. So I should just pray for people to be healed and yeah. just leave that in God's hands. Yeah. If they're healed, they're healed. But if they're not, I've, I can see I can see that they can be healed. I'm yeah. not better than them. Yeah. And we need to that that, that heart is in us to mm-hmm. for those things. And I think yeah. that we should strive for those things. You know, you want to call that a work? Well, go ahead, but it's just the right thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> I remember just recently I was thinking about um somebody shared the parable of the good shepherd where he leaves the ninety-nine to go after the one. And this preacher said, You're already saved. You're not the one anymore. He's going to leave you because <laughs> yeah. you're a part of the flock and he's yep. going after somebody else. So basically get over yourself. Yeah. Start like growing up. Don't run off. So he has to find you again. Yeah. Cause you and, got lost again. Cause 
yeah. just cheer the shepherd on that yeah. he's going to enlarge the flock. He's going to grow your family. Yeah. It was really sobering, but also really like, oh yeah. As a person who gives their life to the Lord is that we need to open up the Bible and spend some time in it. And yeah. so we, because if we don't, we will get lost mm-hmm. again. And so many people that we know and I know that, you know, at one time they were just on fire for the Lord and now they're just, uh, mm-hmm. they're, I'm not sure where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they've kind of given up. Uh, God didn't fill their expectations or, you know, they didn't see any results. And while mm-hmm. I prayed and that didn't happen and, you know, yeah. I prophesied and that, you know, that person fell away farther. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, was, I tried to encourage them. Yeah. I was struck by this verse the other day. And I was just, we were just talking and going, isn't it crazy like that we would sit here and if we heard a voice from God right now come in and tell us to do something, we'd be like, wow, yeah. we got to go do that. Mm. But then yet we sit here all with a Bible on our lap right now, the word of God in right our there. hands, and we don't always treat it that way. Yeah. It, the, the, it's in our hands. This is the living word of God Hebrews uh, 4, verse 12 says, um, 12, we have the living word of God, which is full of energy, like a two-mouth sword um, to penetrate our spirit, the soul, to separate bone from marrow. Uh, But this was the verse that hit me, 4, verse 2, we have the good news of deliverance, just as they did, yet... They didn't join their faith with the word. Instead, they heard it and it didn't affect them deeply. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the we have the word of God. Like you were saying, you got to get in this thing. Yeah, it's life. And and do you read through it just as it's as any other book? Like, oh, that's good. Mhm. The I think the Kim James the King James says they heard the word of God and it profited them nothing. Mm-hmm. So are you letting this thing affect you? Or do you just go, wow, oh, be kind to your neighbor, and then you go out and do nothing with that? Mm-hmm. It would be like me saying, you know what, I want to learn to um, just be better with my money. And I go to some seminar and some bankers telling you all these things to do, and I go, that's really good. And then I go home again and do There's nothing no with it. Mm-hmm. It profited them nothing yeah because they didn't let it affect them deeply yeah we talked about this yesterday colton are we theologically christian or practically christian and the point is you can't be one or the other you have to be both Mm -hmm. so it's what you believe the condition of your heart and your actions as a result yeah so if we could leave you with anything today it would be check your heart psalm 139 ask god to search it See if there's any wicked way or wicked motivation within you. Yeah. And then just trust that he has good things for you as you walk out the rest of this day and your week to bless, benefit, encourage the people around you, like your family, like your neighbors, and your grocery store clerk. Bless you guys. (laughs) KingCast is an outreach of My King Ministries, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Please visit us at www.myking.ca and check out all the ministries from house church to teaching and books, past podcasts, and much more. Have a great day, and don't forget to keep your heart on Him.